You're getting the most out of being at a game with American Express. The card member entrance, the lounge, and out tip off. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Welcome into another edition of the Hang Time Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays to everybody out there trying to work our way to another start of an NBA season. Sekou Smith, your host here in Atlanta. And today we're talking LA hoops and the entire league, but with a concentration on what in the world is going on in Los Angeles. And anytime we do that, you know, we got to get my guy Brad Turner from the Los Angeles Times Zone coming to us live and direct. From the lair in Pasadena, I see you, BT. What's up? What's up, sir? Oh, I like that word, the lair. Wow. Hey, we got to call it something. <laughs> okay, I, I'll take that. That sounds good. How you doing, man? I, I haven't seen you uh, since we were in the bubble. Just making sure you're good. Every You got back to normal. Everything's right. You know what's crazy, Sekou? When I got back, I kind of missed it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because I got into this routine of going to work out in the mornings, coming home. How about this? I call my hotel home now. Oh, yeah, yeah. But thank you, I was cooking breakfast in my hotel. I had a nice big sweet type hotel. So I would cook breakfast, egg whites, a little French <laughs> coffee. Oh yeah, I was doing it like that, brother. I mean, so it wasn't bad for me. You got entrenched. I did. So I was in tier two, as you know, which is different from what you were in. You were in the grind. I got to have a nice good steak every now and then from like the Yeah, I know. I got house. the picture. I still got the pictures on my phone, oh, man. Okay, but don't lose them. Appreciate that. Appreciate you throwing that all up in our face. But it's yeah. all good. We got love for you. It's good to be back home though. It's popping out here right now. It's like the league never stopped in LA. The Lakers, Clippers making all these moves, man. What do you make of overall of what's going on between the LA teams? Obviously Montrez Harold changed the locker rooms. Um Rondo you know, going to the Hawks, Dwight Howard going to Philly, JaVale going to Cleveland to trade, the, the Lakers bringing in Dennis Schroeder, you know, adding Mark Gasol. I mean, it's just been a lot between both teams. You know, Sekou, this sort of started last summer. The Lakers make the big trade to get AD. Then the Clippers come back and say, we'll up your AD trade and we'll go out and sign Kawhi Leonard and we'll trade for Paul George. Like, Whoa, okay. Now we have this arm race going on. The Lakers win the NBA championship. And what happens off the box? Rob Palenka jumps on everybody's head, smash people upside the head, making the trade for Dennis Schroeder. The league was on fire and on notice that Rob Palenka is not joking around. Talk trash about me if you want to. <laughs> Call me names, hate me, but I'm doing work. And he was doing work. So next thing you know, the Lakers are back in the mix again because now they have improved their bench immediately. From that point, they signed Wesley Matthews. Then they get Montrez Harrell, which was somewhat surprising to me 
And for Montrez Harrell, they make the trade and they open up space to get Mark Gasol, whose brother, Paul Gasol, played for the Lakers, who was trading for him. Trading for Mark, yeah. How about that? That's crazy. So you, you get that done. And then top it off, Markeith Morris decides he wants to return on a veteran's minimum salary. I didn't think he would do that, but he was probably thinking he had a chance to win another title. It's a one-year deal. It gives him a chance to get back in the marketplace again after paying a full season. So the Lakers just set it up on fire. I will get a Clippers credit for this. Losing Montrez Harrell was big for them. Obviously, he was the sixth man of the year. I want to say he was their third or fourth even scorer. I guess behind, uh, no, he's ahead of Lou, I think. Ahead of Lou. Uh, he and Lou were right at 19, I right, think. Right, right, they were. And then he was sucking the third and rebounding. But they pivoted and they got Sergi Baca, which in some ways, I'm going to call that equal. They didn't lose out. Because you can't say Trez is, his defense is not as good as Sergi's has been over the years. That's obvious. But one thing Trez will do is take charges. And he reminded us of that. Doing his Zoom, I might not be able to, I shot block about, we will take charges. Right. And he did that. So those two things going on just in the city of LA, man. People at my cigar bar, I'm going to smoke every now and then. <laughs> okay, Sekou, twice a week. Twice a day, I was going to say, let's, let's be honest. My guys are Laker fans. They live and die with their purple and gold. So in their eyes, the Lakers will go with 72 and 0. I'm like, guys, hold on. Ain't no such thing, but they're fans, man. Fans are fans. You know, they're fanatics. Right, right. Is there any bad blood? I, I noticed that Montrezl Harrell was very pointed in his departure from the Clippers. They already had a, a, a rivalry button last year, last season, when they kind of got under each other's skin. Pat Bev and, you know, will this cause some more friction between Lakers and Clippers? You know, it has to. Don't forget, Ty Lue played for the Lakers. Right, right. And now he's a coach of the Clippers. But, you know, you know Ty Lue like I know Ty Lue. Ty is more cerebral, kind of like, I don't care. When he really does care, but that won't be his single focus. But there, there is some. But I will say this. The Clippers seem to always think Montrez would end up with the Lakers because his agent is Rich Paul, who happens to be the agent for LeBron James who happens to be the agent for Anthony Davis, who happens to be the agent for Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Need I continue? Right. So based on that, the thought from the Clipper side was that Montrez would get here. But during the course of all of this, I was never hearing that from the Lakers side. I kept hearing the guy they really wanted was Marcus Saul, and they wanted to make sure they had enough cap space to bring back Markeith Morris. Turns out, they got all three. And that was... A great haul, again, by Rob Palenka. But would there be some bad blood? Yeah. Come on, man. It's here in L.A., and Montrez set it off in a, a nice, easy, elegant way. You know, if I'm here, I get that tell you that it won't be, right? It's been strange watching Magic be the Twitter cheerleader of Rob Palenka and... <laughs> and how weird that relationship has morphed since they won a championship. But I'm thinking back to LeBron's words after they won a championship. You know, Jeannie wants her respect. You know, Rob wants his respect. I want my damn respect, too. You know, 
the, the organization with 17 banners better get their respect. But is this offseason? Is this Rob Polinka stepping into, I want my damn respect as a GM, as a front office mover and shaker in this league? Well, hell, Sekou, I want my damn respect too, then, damn it. And I want Sekou's damn respect. And I want Turner Sports' damn respect. I want the LA Times' damn respect. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, everybody wants their respect. Everybody wants their respect. I will say this. I talked to Magic Johnson last night. I still talk to him three or four times a week. And he's always a cheerleader for what Rob Palenka is doing. He's a bigger cheerleader for Jeannie Buss, allowing Rob Palenka to make this move. And one thing Magic always reminds me every single time we talk, he says, I love the Lakers. I want to see the Lakers succeed. I want to see them win. I want to see LeBron James and AD win more championships. What he really wants to see them do is win a championship when fans can be in the stands and they can have a parade so they can really get an understanding what it's like to have the fans just adore you. Now, I, re- I think you were you remember after game six when Rob Kalinka said on the Zoom that he had called Magic Johnson and they had talked. So it was clear that most people didn't know that they talk constantly, all the time. They share things. But that night, when he said that he had called Magic and Magic talked about how much he appreciated it, the very next day, I called Magic myself because I kept thinking, let's talk about this, about you and Rob Plinker's conversations, about how you guys have gotten past issues. And it ended up being a good story because he says, look, yes, I made those comments about Rob about backstabbing, about working with someone that wasn't fun to work with. But we both got past that because we're all adults. But there were two main reasons. Number one, they both love Jeannie Buzz so much that they want to make sure she's in position to succeed like her dad. And this is about the Lakers franchise. That was the most important thing. So the two of them have their bygones be bygones, and they're moving forward, and they're cheering for each other. Yeah, it doesn't hurt that Magic is walking around with that baseball bling on, you know, knowing that the Dodgers won a, a World Series as well. Yeah, Sekou, he doesn't forget to bring that up either. You know, <laughs> hey, hey, look, hey, look, I'm a Dodger fan. I grew up on Dusty Baker, Ron right. Say, come on now. And now we got Mookie out here. <laughs> <laughs> it's good times in L.A. I, I, I cannot argue with that. It's... It's that feeling that I'm sure Boston had. Right, know, right. When when the Patriots was cooking and then the Celtics were back in the mix. It's when you when you get a heritage franchise like the Lakers winning. Um, and we always hear people say, you know, it's the NBA is better when the Lakers are good, when the Lakers are in the mix. I, if you can feel that right now, that knowing that we're going into another season with with the Lakers as the favorite. I mean, I don't think anybody is crazy enough right. to argue that they're not the odds on favorite to win it again. Given the way the Clippers melted down in the bubble, they had shipped the coach out before the Lakers even shot the confetti in there, you know, winning the championship. I mean, it was, they, they were already on to putting the for sale sign out and, and you know, <laughs> figuring out what was next. Is there something to the way the Clippers finished last season that has invigorated them or given them a different energy going into this one, just maybe raised the stake, kept that hunger? going for them as an organization? That's a good question, Sekou. 
I would say with a guy like Kawhi Leonard, who knows? Because he just doesn't seem to have a post. You know, he just goes out there, does his thing, and then he takes two hours to talk to the media and he goes home. You know, then you have someone like Paul George who's got engaged to get married. I see he's put that on social media. I would say PG. Absolutely. I would say it's hard to tell because of all the moves that they were trying to make. I mean, it's clear that they've discussed trying to trade Lou Williams and Pat Beverly. So if you're those two guys, you might be a little salty about that, thinking that you're not wanted by the team, when in fact the team probably still wants you, but they want to improve the team. So they're trying to put everything together with the new coaching staff with Tyloo coming on board, you know, his guys in place, a new, I think that's more their focus than they'll get to the point of what happened. Let's get by that. I just keep thinking, Oseku, they were, uh, the numbers that keep standing out, 19, 16, and 12. Yep. Double digits. 3-1 lead. I was, man, 3-1 lead. And that's, I just can't forget going to game seven in the bubble, and I'm watching them warm up an hour and a half before the game start. And I looked down and I thought to myself, they're going to lose this game. <laughs> I mean, their body language is just so bad. And then I remember asking Sam for sale. I said, Sam, you guys were up 12 points in the second quarter, and Denver called a timeout. Your team walked back as if you guys were down by 12. And he said, we did. It was like we had no energy. We were not enthusiastic. There were no high fives. There were no less goals. There was no rah-rah. And sure enough, they got ran down. And then they got kicked in the mm, <laughs> and thrown out. And I heard one funny story is when uh, your guy, Jamal Murray, made one of his shots late in the game. He said, go home, suckers. Ran by that bitch. <laughs> so I said, what did you guys do? He goes, we went home. Wow. Wow. Yeah, how about that? The, the bubble was like that. It was like a reality show. Yeah, it was. Under life. Like all of the <laughs> ugliness, all of the that raw, guttural, com- competitive juice. It was everywhere. Every bit of it. Which makes me wonder too. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Clippers and the strength of what they were supposed to bring last year was that leftover culture that was developed, you know, by Pat Bev and Montrez and Lou Williams. And like, that was supposed to carry them down the stretch of those games with PG and Kawhi adding that superstar element. Do they have a different DNA this time around with Ty Lue and, and without Doc and with the, the cast of characters they have remaining? Is there a different chemical makeup for this group now, maybe? No, I say there will be. The one thing Tyler will do is where he will hold everyone accountable, and that includes Paul George, that includes Kawhi Leonard. And it's obvious the Clippers have catered to them, and I understand why. Both guys can become free agents next season. So you want to make sure that they come back. But my thought is, without knowing, they ain't going nowhere. They live and they have grown up in L.A., or will either one go to the, to the Lakers and play for them? I'm saying no. Only the way they believe is if the team moves to Seattle. And that ain't happening because Steve <laughs> Ballmer is going to drop some of that moolah he's got to build his own <laughs> arena near the Rams stadium. 
you know, so, you know, so based on that, I think they I understand you want to be positive. You want to be sure that guys will stick around after you give them so much to them. But Ty Lue will hold them accountable. And the other thing he will do is I think he'll practice a little bit more than Doc did because Doc's philosophy really was to not practice as much but to save their legs for the games and then to build towards the playoffs. So I understood that because it worked for him. He won that championship that way in Boston. But with the new team, a new coaching system, Ty Lue would not back down to anybody because if you don't believe me, ask LeBron James. He went at him in game seven against the Golden State Warriors, and he did not hold back. And the other players respected that. And so did LeBron James, who won a title against the Warriors. And now here he is, the king, demanding more respect. <laughs> and if you're the Clippers, you want some respect too here in L.A. It's just damn near impossible. Not totally, but damn near impossible to get it because of all your failures, which yeah. are just magnified by losing a 3-1 lead and double-digit leads in each single game, and you came home and just like, yeah, we lost, and we rolled on to the career. Kept on moving. Yeah, it, it was it's still weird looking back on it, just how, how it went down, because you don't know how much of it should be praise of Denver and how much of it should be dissecting what went wrong for the Clippers. Right. Do you think anybody else in the West, based on the business we've seen done thus far in free agency to draft everything, has anybody else encroached on that neighborhood that the Lakers and Clippers occupy at the top of the Western Conference I happen to think Denver should come back in a position equal to or above what the Clippers were based on how they finished. Some people don't subscribe to that, but that's just me. Do you think anybody else in the West has made a move to, to move into that, see if they can't get the rider trucks into that neighborhood and unload the furniture and all that good stuff? Thank you. I'm with you, the Denver Nuggets. I mean, they lost... Jeremiah Grant, obviously. But in losing him, they also have this young kid named Michael Porter Jr., who's got some game, who I'm I'm suspecting will start for them. And once he gets going, the kid has no fear. And, you know, they they get that experience that every team wants to get all the time. And how about this? They also get Will Barton back because he didn't play because of injuries. So they're going to be strong, man. And the Joker, Jamal Murray, man, that's a dynamic duo. Yeah, they're on another level. Yeah, they are. We got to put them up there at the same level as LeBron. Well, not quite, but you have to think about who they are. The other team I kept thinking that would be there would have, would have been Golden State. Right. But Clay's injury shot, shoots that down. They were the team I kept thinking, man, my top four in the West would have been Lakers, Golden State, Clippers, Denver. That was going to be fun. Now, I think there's the Lakers, then it's Clippers-Denver. After that, I'm not sure who the fourth best team in the West is right now. Yeah, that's a good point. I I personally have put uh, Portland in that fourth Mm. spot right now, just based on business that's been done, man. But it's going to be interesting. I mean, we we got a few days before training camps open up around the league. Man, wait, hold. Don't say that, man. Seriously. I know, but don't say that. The season, this, I, I thought about this yesterday, BT. The season tips off in less than a month. That's craziness. 
craziness. But uh, but I appreciate you, and I know you and the, the crew at the LA Times, you and Dan Wykey, and whoever else y'all got rolling their sleeves up, getting ready for the season, man. Appreciate all the hard work y'all put in. Great stuff as always. Um, say hello to your wine buddy, LeBron James, you know, shouting you out on the Zooms with what wine he's <laughs> sipping tonight, all that. Uh, you know, that's, wow. that's, that's that LA stuff yeah, yeah, y'all got going on. Right. Well, you know, Brian and I would talk about some wine pretty soon, I'm sure. Right, right. Yeah. Tell LeBron and Irv, as y'all call him. I know y'all call him Irv. You know, tell everybody in LA we said what's up. Happy Thanksgiving. We appreciate him. And uh and we'll see him in a few weeks when this thing cranks up full steam, man. BT, appreciate you, brothers, always. Enjoy your holiday. Always thank you, always for you, baby. You know that. You know it, brother. Brad Turner from the Los Angeles Times joining us here on the Hangtime Podcast. Just a little something to uh, digest with your, your turkey and dressing and greens and all your other good stuff for the holiday weekend. We'll see you next time right here on the Hangtime Podcast. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. See how to elevate your experiences at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.